0: Hey, my name is Kristen and I want to personally welcome you in. I'm a small town mama and former elementary school teacher who spent $250 to start a network marketing business I knew nothing about. I had no followers, zero experience in marketing, and knew very little about social media. But I was able to educate myself on all the ins and outs of owning a business and now run an annual six-figure online business and partner with my husband in helping him run a local service-based business all from home. Because you're listening, it's likely that you're either considering getting started as an entrepreneur or you want to grow in that area. So let's do that together. I'll use my experience as an educator to break it all down for you. Social media marketing, business strategy, and networking. My goal is to help you find a sense of balance and fulfillment so you can inspire others to do the same using your unique gifts. So get comfy and cozy, grab a pen and paper, and your drink of choice, and let's get to it. So today I want us to talk about conquering your fears and stepping outside of your comfort zone. And I'm super excited that you are here. I think that a lot of us, especially in the entrepreneurial space, if you have ever tried any sort of social media marketing, uh, stepped out and did something that just feels a little weird, um, it's uh, it can be kind of scary. And I find that a lot of people, as I have conversations, will allow that fear to hold them back and so i think that today's episode is going to be super powerful for you and helpful and impactful for you moving forward in the whatever space that you're in right now and so i want us to talk about first of all what the comfort zone is i'm going to talk about some of the challenges that we face and specifically i want you to put yourself in the shoes of someone Um, i'm thinking if you're probably listening to this episode You either have either had this feeling yourself in the past, or you tend to feel this way quite often as you are pushing forward and leaning into the space, whatever that looks like for you. And so, um, with that being said, um, Let's get started. So the term comfort zone was actually originally given by a man named Alasdair White. He was a business management theorist. In 2009, it's hard to believe, like I think about how old I am. And it's hard to believe that we didn't use this term before 2009. Now, I graduated from high school in 2006. And to be honest with you, now that I think about it, I don't know that I ever heard the term comfort zone when I was in high school. But as I got older and entered into my adulthood, I started to hear it. And um, that's because it didn't come out until 2009. And basically, your comfort zone is like a psychological state, right? Where you feel familiar, your feelings are comfortable. Um, You feel like you have control over your environment. Your anxiety is down. Their stress is down. Um, And what he basically has said, Alasdair White, was that people that are in their comfort zone, they basically maintain a steady level of performance. Now, I want you to think about that for a second. So, you know, when you start college, those feelings of stress and anxiety, it's because you've pushed yourself outside of your comfort zone, right? And then when you leave the um, the classroom, maybe you move into the workforce and you start a new job, you start to feel some of that angst, right? Some of that stress or some of that anxiety because things are new. You're experiencing a different level of performance if you were to compare it to what you had been doing um, right before that. And so If I think about like the implications of your comfort zone, I want for you to think about how it actually impacts you uh, moving forward. So like I think about whenever I was in the classroom, I used to, um, especially whenever I was still learning and taking education classes, I learned about Maslow's hierarchy of needs. And I don't know if you know anything about that, but it's basically this pyramid where um, it it talks about the needs and um, things that you have to meet in order to basically move on to the next level. So for example, when I think about your needs, most of our foundational needs are, you know, you need food, you need water, you need shelter, like, right? Like if we were to say, like, if you needed to survive on this planet Earth, you'd need those three things, right? And oftentimes whenever I was in the classroom, we would have to kind of go back to the drawing board and take a look at certain students and the environment they were in and ask ourselves, do they have their basic needs met? Because we know that based on the hierarchy of needs that if those basic needs aren't met, the other things that, you know, you have experienced or the things that you're going to go through, they're not as important, right? If you feel safe, you you stay alive, right? Like if you, um, if your basic needs are met, then you're good to go. If your basic needs are met then we typically can stretch ourselves a little bit more. And that's why, you know, I think about even whenever we moved into adulthood, right? When you moved out on your own, some people get like an apartment or maybe have like a roommate because that's a safe bet for them whenever they have someone that's with them that's gonna help them um, pay the bills. Or maybe you might start out with like a smaller studio apartment or something like that. And then over time, your, uh, your hierarchy of needs Kind of expands, right? Like it it builds from that. And so that's why we're able to, like, you know, build a bigger house or whatever. Does that make sense? And so when I think about that, I think about how we often will stay in the comfort zone because it's comfortable, because we're maybe like we're fearful of the anxiety that we might experience if we were to push past that. And what I have learned in um, understanding and kind of doing some research on the comfort zone is that. There's like this, there's like two different, actually three different stages that you can go through when we think about the comfort zone. So you've got like the comfort zone, right? Then you have like the growth zone and then you have your panic zone, right? And we obviously don't want to go into the panic zone, right? Because that is where you're going to experience those feelings of like overwhelm and stress and burnout and constant anxiety. And let's be honest, that's not healthy, right? So what we want to do is we want to create like this optimal, like, you know, sweet spot where you can find that place where growth can happen, but it can happen at the level that works best for you. So your growth zone exists outside of your comfort zone, but it's not a place of stress. On the flip side, it's actually a space of opportunity. And that's where the idea of fear and our emotions of fear kind of take on. And I'd love for you to just think for a second. I want you to think about your own fears that you have experienced in your life and the role that those fears have played in your experiences. Like I'm thinking like, you know, I'm afraid of heights. So I remember as a kid, like my friends and my grandparents had foster boys over, um, like they kept them all the time. And so that we would go out and play. And these kids were like, fearless, right? They would go up on top of these sheds in the backyard, and they would like jump off the roof. And I'm thinking to myself, there's no way. And I think about it back then, like, that's probably where my like fear of heights came in. Um, That emotion signaled to me danger, right? Fear often is an emotion that helps to protect us because it does alert us to danger and it helps us um, to prepare or know how to deal with that danger whenever it's coming up. So I want you to think about that, like in your own experiences, if you're afraid of like snakes, obviously that is a legitimate fear, right? Feeling afraid is natural. And actually it can be very helpful even in some situations. I think about how fear serves the function of letting us know that we're about to move even past our initial limitations whenever i am working on trying something new like i think about the very first time that i ever went live on social media the those like butterflies that were in my belly before i ever hit the live button i was scared half to death i don't know what i was afraid of but i was scared and if you've ever done that if you've ever hit the live button it, it, that might not be a fear for you, but for a lot of people, whenever I have conversations with um, people on the team, they've told me, oh my gosh, like I felt like I was going to throw up. I had the panic bumps. I feel like I needed to go to the bathroom. Like there was a lot going on. But I will tell you that those emotions are signals to you because they are signaling that growth is getting ready to happen. And for some of us, that fear, when we recognize it, can be a motivator because it pushes us, it tells us that, hey, I need to push myself past the comfort zone and use that fear so that I um, so that I can propel myself forward. Now, unfortunately, a lot of people they will look at that fear as a mechanism that will basically paralyze them, and they'll go, "Nope, can't do it." Like I literally think I'm going to die. Now I want you to think about like some of the fears maybe that you have faced in entrepreneurship, like fear of failure, fear of change, fear of taking a risk. Maybe you've been afraid of the uncertainty. I know that that has been a huge one for me specifically thinking about, you know, what happens if the market goes down or what happens if things start to shift or what happens if I remember one of these was a huge fear that a lot of people that were in my, um, in my circle of trust uh, when I told them that I was leaving the classroom and then after my husband decided to quit his job and we both were going to become full-time self-employed people, people were like, well, what are you going to do about like, you know, insurance or what are you going to do if, and I remember like, and, and it was a good thing, right? These people were checking in on us and asking us, you know, do you have a plan for this and stuff. But Sometimes we'll allow that uncertainty to hold us back. Maybe for you, fear is you're afraid that you're not gonna be good enough, right? People aren't gonna love you or they're not gonna love the thing that you're gonna be putting out into the world. Maybe you're afraid of letting people down. These are all like realistic fears. And I'm, I'm sure that right now, probably something is popping in your head. Maybe for some of you, um, success is a fear. You're afraid of the weight that might happen if you experience success and, you know, are, am I going to be able to maintain it? I remember before I hit one of the top ranks in our company, that was one of the things that I was afraid of. And I actually vocalized a lot. And it's interesting because this is the first time I've said that, like, I remember thinking to myself, I don't want to hit that yet because I'm afraid that I won't be able to maintain it. And if I lose it, then that's going to make me look like a failure. Obviously thinking, um, going back to my old habits of people pleasing, right? think about some other things maybe maybe self-doubt you might have asked yourself in some cases like i don't know if this is going to work for me or you know in in the space of social media if you're trying to grow your following and maybe affiliate marketing is something that you've tried and you're like i just don't know if i can do all of this this is overwhelming maybe it's been a long time since you've been in the classroom and learning is a challenge for you maybe even for some of you you have that self-doubt of like i don't even think these people are going to take me seriously they're going to they're going to see me on live and they're going to assume that um she's doing one of those those network marketing things. She's going to do one of those sad hustle things and they're just going to think that this is going to be one of those fly by night things. I'm only going to stick to it for a little while. They're not going to take me seriously. Maybe for you um some of the fears that you have is that you you're afraid of the amount of time that you have to invest like you have this dream, this vision. And you wanna grow and you wanna become better, but you have kids and you have a family and you have a household to run and you've got another full time job and you really aren't, you're just not quite sure how you're gonna be able to navigate through all of that. Even in some cases, I would dare to say that ego probably gets into the way, right? Especially whenever you think about, you know, when you're fearful of what people think of you, your ego really is the thing that's the, the key factor there. Um, And every single time that I think about those challenges, I think about so many other entrepreneurs that have experienced failure after failure after failure after failure, but they kept going and did not allow those things to be excuses because they had a vision. They had a dream. Henry Ford, I don't know if you know this or not, but he actually tried two different times before he was successful with the Model T in the assembly line. Like it blows my mind. I think about Thomas Edison and the number of times that he tried the light bulb. I remember when I was in the classroom, that was one of the things that I taught. Actually, both of those um, men were people that I taught. And I think about how many times he could have given up, but he chose not to, right? And so I would encourage you to reframe your fear as a positive force, right? So if fear tells us that we're moving towards the outskirts of our comfort zone and we're doing something unfamiliar, we're taking on new challenges, right? You're learning new things. And that means that you're growing and growth. When that happens, that means it's going to be a little uncomfortable, right? But if we just stretch ourselves, if we acknowledge that uncomfortableness, I don't know if that's a word, we're going to become bigger, better, brighter, even, even greater than you were in the past, right? Because fear helps us when we face it to develop our courage. I think about David in the Bible, right? Think about David and Goliath. There's actually so many different examples of David and how he faced fear in the, in scriptures. Like I think about when he was a shepherd boy, right? And he faced all of these things as a shepherd boy. Obviously it was his job to take control and make sure that this, the sheep were safe, right? That was their livelihood. And so in different instances, he had to fight off a lion, or I think it was a lion. He had to fight off a bear. And in those cases, I'm sure he thought to himself, there's no way that it can get worse than this, right? Like, There's literally nothing worse than having to fight a bear. If I can get through fighting this bear, then all will be well, right? How many times have you said that to yourself you're like if i can get through this particular season or if i can get through this particular you know this 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 phase in my entrepreneurial journey like if i can get through this then there's just no way that it can get worse right there's no way that it become more difficult but then what david found was that there was actually another thing right And eventually he goes on and he fights Goliath. Right. And, you know, he thinks to himself, like, there's no way that there can be anything worse than fighting a giant. And he becomes this hero, right. To all these people that are around them. And I'm I'm sure that you're probably thinking about the times in your life that you have faced different challenges and you have said, you know what, there's no way that it can get worse than this, but you kept going and you made it through it and people around you saw you go through that and they encouraged you. And they were like, oh my gosh, I'm so proud of you. Right. And then something else happened later on, right? Something even worse or something even deeper, or you went through another challenge or another season. No doubt that when David fought Goliath and he won the hearts of the Israelites and he thought for sure, like, there's no way, like, it's going to get better, right? He had no idea that King Saul was going to become enemy number one. Right. But all of those examples of him facing his fear helped him to develop courage in himself and his trust in the Lord as he was able to move forward into the next thing or the next season or the next phase. Right. And so when you feel like, you know what, there's no way that I can do this. Maybe for you, it's perfection you'll never, ever be able to reach it. I do want you to know that. Right. And so I need for you to think about how setting those realistic goals for yourself, whether it's, you know, on social media, maybe for you, um, you are trying to grow a following and you're like, well, maybe um, I don't feel like I'm going to be amazing at this yet, but I'm going to set a goal to start having, you know, 10 new conversations every single day. Right. That's realistic. That's taking a small step and celebrating that little bit of progress along and along will help you to feel motivated to keep going. And before you know it, you've seen growth, you've seen progress, right? So I want to offer some things to you, some, some practical steps that will help you hopefully in stepping outside of your comfort zone and facing those, um, those fears. Right. So let's first start with that idea of self doubt. We talked about that a second ago. Sometimes you think like, there's no way, um, that I can do this. I'm not good enough, whatever. Instead of letting that paralyze you, maybe you should start using that doubt to drive yourself to plan better. Right. Maybe, maybe you're the person who struggles with, um, you know, creating that plan of action or the step-by-step. If you were to sit down and go, what really is necessary from like, from my, like, what do I need to do in order to actually make this a reality? I always think about whenever, um, Ronnie and I first started planning vacations for our family, right? Like you can talk about, I'm going to go on vacation all day long. You can talk about starting, you know, that side hustle all day long. You can, you can talk about, you know, creating that product or putting it out into the world and becoming this, you know, very successful entrepreneur. You can talk about it, but until you actually put things into action, it's never going to happen. Right. And so I remember us saying, you know what, we need to sit down and we need to figure out like, what do we need? Like, how much is this going to cost? When is the best time of year to go? Where are we going to go? And then helping that, giving that definition of like, what is it that this is supposed to look like for me? And then working backward. I've had another episode on the podcast. If you haven't checked it out for sure, you need to go back and watch it. But like, Working backward by design is definitely something that I always encourage people to do because it really puts things into perspective for you and helps you to understand the clarity that you need in order to make things happen, right? For some of you, your self-doubt is creeping in and I would encourage you to ask for help, right? There are so many resources out there and you probably are feeling like you have to take on the world by yourself. It's me, I'm raising my hand. You can't see me, but I'm raising my hand, right? but there's so many things out there, free resources, support groups on Facebook. Uh, if you were to Google coaches, like there are lots and lots of different YouTube videos even out there that are completely free resources that would help you to overcome the challenges that you might face. Like, let's say for example, I don't know why I keep talking about going live, but for some reason that one keeps coming to mind because a lot of my team members, that's a huge hurdle for them. There are so many resources and tips out there. You can follow other influencers that teach you how to go live. And when you find someone that you vibe with, because let's be honest, you're going to find a lot of different resources. You're not going to align with them all. But finding the one person that you vibe with, that person that can mentor you, that you're like, you know what? I see a little of myself in them. I can hear a lot of my story in their story. And you see the progress that they have. Like lean into what they do duplicate that. Like, you know, how can I use what they did to learn and move myself forward, right? Put yourself into a space where you collaborate with other people, maybe that are even going in to the same space, or maybe you're kind of going through that same journey and have conversations, right? And I also want to encourage you this, because sometimes we will allow our perfectionism to get in the way and think, oh, you know, um, what I have to offer might not be good enough for you. Well, let me be honest with you you know, on the days that I am the most vulnerable and I share, you know, um, where I live and the days that maybe I don't have any makeup on or that I'm just like being me and there's no like false facade. And y'all, let's be honest, like most of the time I do show up as I, I try to be as transparent as I can. But I think that sometimes we feel like there has to be like this pretty polished, version of ourself that we need to put out there into the universe in order for people to relate and to want to know, like, trust us and vibe with us so that they can buy our products and our services. And that's not the case. People want to hear the real you. They want to hear your story. I will be honest with you. A lot of this is a lot of the conversations that I have with people on the team when they tell me, um, well, I'm just getting started. Obviously, I I have a a, a wellness supplement, right, that we use. And they'll say, oh, like, I don't really have much of a story. I just started drinking ketones not too long ago. Like, how am I going to tell people? And I'm like, your story is your story. And it matters, right? Like, it matters. And so what I need for you to understand is that no matter where you are, in your story, it's never gonna be perfect, right? But there's a lot of power in being vulnerable and being honest and going, you know what, I'm just gonna be show up as the genuine version of myself so that I can relate to people where I am right now. One of the things that I really loved about what I did when I first started my business was that I took people along with me. I had some success, but I didn't know everything. And I just I brought them with me. And I was like, listen, I don't know what the heck I'm doing here, but like y'all are gonna come with me. And people appreciated that, right? Maybe for you, again, like the time is an issue. Um, that that's that fear of what's holding you back. First of all, don't try to do it all, right? I want you to find some ways to free up your time, whether it's asking for help. Um, I know for me, I have hired assistants, I have Um, You know, look for ways to automate my services. There's so many resources out there um, that I provide a lot of coaching with my personal team on how to do that. Um, Like you can hire a content manager, you can hire people to do developing, maybe you don't have the resources to do all of those things, but there are ways that you can free up your time. If you have kids, Like your kids can be helping you around the house, right? Especially if they're older, right? I don't know, maybe you have littles, but I have older ones and I've had to like really release the expectation that I have to do everyone's laundry all of the time. The girls can help, right? Maybe for you, you have a partner or something so you guys have to communicate. Like how can you make this side hustle work if you only worked an hour a day, you're gonna need help with this instead. Like how can you... How can you meet halfway or meet in the middle where you can save some time so that that is not the biggest challenge on your plate, right? Because let's be honest, if something is so important to you, you'll find time to do it, right? Like you'll figure it out. And then of course, if your ego is the thing that's holding you back, I just need you to stop running. Like I really need you uh, to stop putting on this false thing that other people um, are, are not really attracted to anyway. Like I need you to stop wasting time. Um, and I need for you to work on being the best version of yourself, and stop wasting the energy on putting on this false front because you're wasting energy that could be put towards actually growing your business or actually becoming better at X, Y, or Z that you're gonna you're gonna need to, to learn. I mean, we all are gonna make mistakes. Stop putting up this like false expectation that you're going to be amazing. Now, if you were to think about um, taking calculated risks right? Trying new things. I want you to think about this. When you try new things, it's actually really good for your brain. Did you know this? Like, and I've, um, you know, I do a lot of research. I remember in college, I had a professor that she um, was big on the brain and she talked about how we can create, um, I don't remember what the actual term was, maybe synapses in the brain or something. We can actually create neural connections in our brain when we try something new, right? Right. Like, so basically what happens is when you try new things, you're putting your brain into a unique situation that forces it to think and that stimulates creativity, right? When you learn something new and interesting, it keeps your mind engaged so that you are forced to constantly be aware of what you're experiencing. Think about it whenever you try like a new hobby or something, right? Like your your brain is like on on its peak right you're, you're sitting there and you're listening and you're like trying to pay attention to all the things right you're whether c- compared to before whenever you're just like going through the motions right your brain because we all know you've been you've driven to work and not even remembered how you got there y'all like let's let's worry about stimulating our brain so that we can think long term not only that, whenever you try new things, I think that it keeps us humble because you realize that you're not always going to be the smartest person in the room. You're not always going to be the best at what you can do. There's always room for perfection. So like for you, maybe growth could be I am going to try to stretch myself by public speaking more or I'm going to learn a new hobby or something like that. I don't know. Um, now there's a lot of things that can arise whenever you step outside of your comfort zone. You're going to make excuses. You are going to feel your self-confidence is going to sometimes be a little low, right? Um, but I would encourage you, um, to, to think about those things and realize that that, that they are just what they are, right? They're not going to be the thing that's going to hold you back. Instead, what I need for you to do is I need for you to, recognize the importance of becoming resilient. There is so much power in understanding that whenever Thomas Edison failed, when he was creating a light bulb, he just discovered one other way that it didn't work. And so he tried it a different way. What you're experiencing you know, in whatever situation you're in, when you've experienced failure, don't keep repeating that same failure, right? We sometimes get hung up in the weeds and we do that to ourselves and then we end up getting stuck. Like don't continue to do the same thing if it's not getting you the results that you want. Try something else. Get connected. Build relationships with people who have been there and understand, you know, what their logic was and how they were able to push past those failures in their own lives. But I also want you to think about this. Every single day is a new opportunity, right? Right. Every single day when you wake up, you don't have to repeat the same thing you did yesterday. You can look back and go, and this is why I think journaling is so powerful for you to look back and go, this is what I did and it didn't work. How can I learn from that experience and take that moving forward and just tweak it just a little bit? Giving myself the permission to to allow myself to go, you know what? I might fail again. And that's okay. But I am remain, I'm, I'm going to keep myself into a place where I feel hopeful and powerful enough that I, I know that then at some point in the future, it's I'm going to get it right. Right. Like, I know that I'm not going to be the quitter. And that is something that I can definitely celebrate. And along the way, I do, rec- um, I do recommend that you start just, just be aware to take care of yourself. Like, I don't want for you to beat a dead horse, right? Like I I want for you to take care of yourself. I want you to think about, you know, when are you experiencing that burnout? Because sometimes, you know, whenever you try something new and you've tried it and tried it and tried it, sometimes it's almost as if the universe is signaling to you that maybe this isn't the thing, right? And maybe there's just a subtle shift. Maybe instead of taking that path that you've been on, maybe it's time for you to like, you know, take the fork in the road and move a little left. And maybe you're not gonna waste the experience that you've been through, but you can take that experience and apply it in a new direction, in a revived way so that you do have that passion in whatever it is that you are doing. Um, I just want you to know, number one, that fear is very normal, right? Fear is one of those things that it can either paralyze us and hold us back from our biggest dreams and our biggest goals. It can be the thing that at the end of our life, whenever we take our last breath, we can go, I wish I would have tried, but instead we allowed that fear to hold us back. Or we can be that person who said, you know what? I might not have gotten it right all of the time, but at least I gave it a shot, right? Right. And I want to leave you with this quote. It came from Judy Bloom. And I, I think this is so powerful. Judy Bloom, the author. Each of us must confront our own fears. We must come face to face with them. How we handle our fears will determine where we go with the rest of our lives to experience adventure or to be limited by the fear of it. I love you.